You're listening to a Sound Vision GC podcast. Hello, everyone. I have the amazing angel reader Lizzie here today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. We're back doing another podcast after doing part one and part two. And we have a couple of things um, to talk about today. We do. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, when I put part one and two in and, and I listen back to it myself, I mean, to me, it's just an everyday job. But to mm-hmm. everyone else who was listening to it, I think some everyone got something different out of it which is really mm. good. That's the whole purpose of, of doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you wanted to mention um, I did. a friend who I unfortunately did. passed away. I think when you're a psychic medium, people think you're untouchable. Mm. And when it comes to losing someone, you know, that you've been friends with and, you know, and you've met that person, you physically spoke to them, you've read for their family... Um, I'm talking about the Flynn family, um, mm. Noel and Denise Flynn, very good friends of mine. Unfortunately, Noel was diagnosed with cancer and uh, had a bad reaction to the treatment. And very suddenly, he passed away. Um, his daughter, Nicola, she texted me probably about two days after his passing. And uh, we were talking about the funeral arrangements, etc., and she said, does my dad have a message for me? And I sat back and I could hear him and I, I got the clearest message came through. I have no regrets, my darling. And I said, I have no idea why I'm saying that, but that's what I'm hearing. And she just thanked me and that was it. Mm-hmm. So I think because of COVID and everything, we had to wait two weeks. Then we had the funeral. And during the eulogy, Nicola stood up herself, I think it was Nicola or someone else in the family, and actually said two weeks prior or a week prior to Noel's passing, he stood on the balcony of the family home because he was very much a family person. His Mm -hmm. children, his wife, Denise, his, his grandchildren, that was his life. And he stood there when everyone was quiet and he said, I have no regrets, my darling. I would have had no idea he said that a week prior to his passing because I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So I would like to dedicate this podcast to my good friend, Noel, who I know is resting in peace Mm -hmm. and and grateful that he came through more than once and actually joked with me. He said he thought this SHIT was made up (laughs) in his words. And yeah. he said, I can't believe it. It's actually true. And and since then, I have read for the family. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it, it brings a bit of peace. But obviously, you know, um, being a psychic medium, of course, I felt emotions at that funeral because I lost a friend as well. So mm-hmm. I just want to mention that and, and, and let people know that, mm-hmm. you know what, they just simply go into another room and mm-hmm. they come out of that room. And they use people like me to communicate with and with people like you. So anyone who's grieving, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be over an animal or, or over a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, a partner, etc., a child, please know that they are just in the other room. And that's how it works. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. You know, like, it I'm is. very sorry to hear that. Um, you lost your friend and I really hope the family are doing okay. Yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah. I think that he's doing a lot of work with them, mm. for sure. 
through you or um through not just through me but I can just feel like when I go over there I can feel his energy around mm. like uh I went over there shortly after the funeral and spoke to one of his daughters and of course my good friend Denise and the dog just was acting up it he was barking and he would go to mm. the gate and bark and, and that was the gate that Noel would have driven through he was a painter mm-hmm. so they owned their own business and um th- that's the gate he would have come through mm-hmm. and even Denise had mentioned that the dog was acting strange and the other daughter mm-hmm. um was was sort of noticing the same thing but you yeah. you could feel his energy there but he was very much a family man so he's not going to leave in a mm. hurry you know and the character is exactly the same as what it was when he was here wow but this is his time now eh? to rest in peace and i've had many conversations with him about taking care of denise and the family and you know grief is a funny thing it mm-hmm. it can give you many many different emotions and not even a psychic can repair that or make it better mm. And when you go into doing these kind of readings, like what mm-hmm. would someone like expect, you know, during there, like a reading? There's always expectations because we're human. Mm-hmm. And I always say that we're made up of an energy and that is individually our energy. And our expectations are, well, uh, you know, if I work, then I expect to be paid. So if I'm going for a reading, I expect, you know, to hear blah, blah, blah. That is not the case at mm-hmm. all. Because when someone does come for a reading, it's up to the the soul, the spirit, if they mm-hmm. choose to come through. Sometimes mm-hmm. they choose not to come through. And people get upset. They say, well, you know, why isn't my loved one not coming through? Well, there might be different reasons for that. Maybe mm-hmm. it's something that you're going through, that you're blocking them. Grief can, will definitely block their spirit from coming through. So a lot of people will say, I can't smell her or I can't smell him, but such and such can smell him. And, you know, it's yin and yang. It's like, well, when you're grieving, you're in that negative energy zone. You've got to understand when a spirit leaves, everything stays behind. The brain cells, the, the thoughts, the patterns. So every reading I do, whether it be medium or a psychic reading, I say, don't have any expectations. Mm-hmm. You're not here to control this reading. Your angels or your spirit will. So be grateful to receive what you're receiving. Mm-hmm. But it's very rare I have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, I've had to cut people off and just not read for them because it, to me, it's disrespectful to the other side. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more to the other side. Mm-hmm. So it's not hearing about what you want to hear. It's hearing what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. And as humans, we can't always get that concept. Yeah. We yeah. don't want to get that concept, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's really true. Um, and a question I have personally um, mm-hmm. We don't have to talk too much about it because it does involve, you know, death mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. But when in like, this is mostly the afterlife mm-hmm. I'm talking about. So like I was raised a Christian and I was mm-hmm. raised like there's only heaven and hell and there's mm-hmm. no in between. Mm-hmm. And you have to believe like in Jesus and God mm-hmm. to actually enter heaven. Mm-hmm. Is that true from what well, you've experienced? I, I grew up in Belfast and I come from... A Roman Catholic background family. Mm-hmm. So my grandparents were Catholic. My parents are Catholic. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, my grandmother, my mother's mother, and my father's mother, both of them, both my grandmothers 
were very, very, very dedicated to the church. Mm. I can remember the days when my mother's mother, my Granny Armstrong, uh, I would often go up with her, what was called the Poor Clares. And the Poor Clares were a convent, an organization within the church mm-hmm. who only were ever allowed to step outside every hundred years. So wow. they, were, they would enter and sacrifice and become the brides of Christ. So they would devote their life to prayer. Mm-hmm. And the nun used to come and she would open a little hatch and my gran- granny would put some baking soda through or she would put some some fruit or veg through. She didn't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, but she, in return, she would say the prayer, if you could pray for my son or my daughter, she, she had, I think, 10 or 11 children. I can't sort of sit back and count them all, but, mm-hmm. you know, and she lived in a two-bedroom house. You know, with her husband wearing his children. I don't know how she'd done it. She was a tiny little woman. She was amazing. She was always my... Both of them were my heroes. But, Mm -hmm. you know, she always... I never saw her as much as I saw my dad's mum. But she always inspired me. And I would watch her, the passion, and and listen to her voice as she handed these things over that she could barely afford. Mm -hmm. But in return, I would ask for prayer. Because Mm -hmm. she believed she she truly did believe and she had every right to believe mm-hmm. the power in prayer definitely you know obviously the poor clothes they don't exist today they um have moved on and and the the the, the diocese is you know they're just no longer part of the catholic well they always will be a part of the catholic church but they just don't exist today mm-hmm. but if we look back when we had young women and young men devote themselves to Christianity, yeah. uh, as they seen it, you know, um, uh, back in the day, a priest would have had to study theology, a nun would have had to study theology, but a priest would have had a higher, or you know, they would have been placed in a, a in a better position because they were male, and to this day, the Catholic Church, as we know, does not allow women to preach within their diocese. Um, however, getting back to answering your question, I see God as God. I see mm-hmm. God as love. Yeah. So I've I've um been you know I, I remember sitting in the church with you know whether my mum and dad would bring us all together as a family you know and we would be in our Sunday best and I can just remember being bored and sitting there and poking my brother or pulling my sister's hair and my mum trying to rotate us and shh you weren't allowed to talk and there was a priest called Father McCann. And um, if a child were to cry or cough, he would stop the mass. And that oh. parent must have felt, oh, my God. Like, my, mm. I remember my mom looking at me going in front of a can. Ever stops the mass? And you're, you know, yeah, she would give me a warning. And um, one day, I thought it was funny. I was with my grandmother, and we were sitting in church, and I took a, what is known in the UK and Ireland as polo mints. So it's like a little hole in the mint. And um, I put them at the side of my mouth and I crushed them and it echoed all over this big church. So when we got outside, Father McCann, big man, I'm a little girl, he's a big man, big pointed nose and he comes at me with his robes on and he said, um, oh, Elizabeth McCusker, when I see your father, I'm going to have words with him that, you know, because he, he said, you're making noise during my mass. Mm. And I turned around and said, Father, it wasn't me, it was that girl over there. 
Mm. And then he went over and the little girl was crying and I was giggling to myself. And I remember my grandmother saying to me, you were rotten hell. <laughs> you know, God forgive you, you were rotten hell. And I, and I looked at him and went, it's okay, God already forgives me. I've been doing that from when I was a kid. I just mm. believe that if you're Muslim or Christian or Catholic or Jewish or whatever your beliefs are, mm. we just need to, as a society, respect that. Mm, absolutely. And yeah. when I talk to angels i don't mm -hmm. see angels as being catholic you mm -hmm. know i i one negative experience i remember hearing in a church in belfast was from a priest saying during a homily um mass that don't listen to these people that talk to angels mm. because angels don't exist mm. and i thought that quite strange because if you look at the vatican in rome and i've mm. been to rome Mm -hmm. and and if you go into the Vatican and have a look there's angels everywhere mm -hmm. yet we we pray to our we're told to pray to archangel michael mm -hmm. so it's a double standard that that he was preaching so not you know you've got to remember these people are all human and at the end of the day god is love and that's mm -hmm. the way i see it um some people will come to me from different back cultural backgrounds and i will always use the word god and um, if it offends them, then I say to them, well, if you want me to say universe, I can. But to me, it's, it's about love. Mm. You can fight anything with love if you hate. Mm -hmm. And most of the wars that we've had in this world, and especially in Northern Ireland, it was all over religion. It wasn't religion. It was just pure hate, hatred, mm. bred into the fight, uh, you know. So I guess... Coming from that background, if someone ever called me racist, they say, you can't. I'm from Belfast. <laughs> I always say, yeah, you can't call me racist. I'm Irish. You know, mm. I, and I think I've seen a lot growing up. I've been through a lot growing mm. up. But I think it has taught me, um, you know what? If you're going to do wrong to me, that's your choice and your decision. You're going to have to live with that. My job is to send you love and light and to walk away. And it really does work, people. It really does work. It's like driving along. Somebody cuts you off. Mm. Your instinct is you want to give them the bird. You yeah. want to chase them. You want to get angry with them. Mm. You smile at them. Watch how that person reacts. They react with even more anger. Mm. And you are as light as a feather. Drive off and don't think about it. And they probably spend the rest of their day thinking about it. You don't. Mm -hmm. It does work. And I would advise all listeners mm -hmm. to, you know, let it go. There's people that don't like me. I, a lot of people don't like me. Mm. A lot of people don't agree with what I do. Yeah. And back in Ireland, there's a lot of people that would shun me for, for what I do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's okay. That's their opinion and that's their belief. Mm -hmm. um, I know where I'm coming from. It took my parents a long time to sort of accept what I was doing but I, my grandmother that I spoke about before my mother's mother said to my mom one day watch her she's very very special and my mom just her reply was oh I know <laughs> yeah because <laughs> I used to talk to walls apparently you know and mm. you know so I was always that different one in the family and being different is okay it's better than going with the crowd yeah, absolutely. Because I also believe that like everyone deserves to go to heaven, like especially if you're a good person. Mm -hmm. Like I just mm -hmm. I had like a hard time believing that 
you know, even if you're not, don't have that belief, but if you're genuinely a good person, I feel you deserve to have that afterlife, you know. The, the, I'm working on a project at the moment with Roberto Malerni mm-hmm. that um, is called Afterglow. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be looking at, you know, the, the big question, what happens when I die? Yeah. Am I going to go to hell? Like you're asking the question that everyone else out there listening to this mm-hmm. podcast is thinking themselves. Yeah. What is hell? Yeah. Let me start with it. Hell is your karma. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, way I said to people is, you know, people ask me, is there evil out there? Yes, there is evil. Mm-hmm. If you do a Ouija board, you are attracting a portal of evil. We've mm-hmm. had evil people in this world. If we look at Hitler, was mm-hmm. he evil? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Does his soul go to heaven? Well, I do believe that everybody is forgiven. Yeah. But the soul itself decides not to take that so what happens is they if you watch some of the shows where the guys go haunted houses or evil entities that's what an evil entity does it makes the choice to stay here and continue to torture i've Mm. been to alcatraz and um you know i've another side of it is yes there were murderers and rapists there kept there there was nobody ever killed uh, as as, there was no one ever um what would you say um executed on the rock okay Mm. but there was one death and that death was a guard and he was overtaken by some prisoners and they panicked and shot him and killed him Mm. and he's known to walk Alcatraz searching for revenge Mm. and when I was there this is going to come up on Afterglow I took a photo of a guard and two prisoners and I thought it was staged and when I looked back they were gone and I still have that photo today and checking with the National Trust they said well you can't get up there because the rock is crumbling away See, the, 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 you know, um, the San Francisco water is actually seawater. It, it's rotting it away. And, and over time, they're struggling to keep it, to keep it going. One day, Alcatraz is not going to be there. And um, so he said to me, mm, no, because no one can get up there. But people have reported seeing that guard mm. with two other prisoners. You know, so if we look at heaven and hell Mm. we create our own hell okay you know if you want to go to heaven and be forgiven and take accountability for what you have done in this life absolutely but if you don't want to take accountability and we're looking at people that have no remorse Mm. you know often you'll see um you know i'll often listen and watch crime stories and forensic detectives and, and psychologists and psychiatrists hover around and say you know that person has no remorse and i just go because they're evil they've got no soul Mm. they've got they sold their soul like they they literally will sell their soul to the other side which is the dark side Mm. i concentrate on the white light and angels but Mm -hmm. yes there in answer to your question there is a hell but they portray that for themselves does that make sense? Yeah, so you don't just sent to hell. You're not sent you create anywhere. You are given the choice, mm. I, you know, to take accountability. If I 
hurt someone or if I say something to my partner I might say to Pete something nasty I'll think about it I'll feel remorse for that Mm. and you know he might be at work but I'll send him a text message and say hey I didn't mean that I was a bit cranky or I was upset so I take Mm -hmm. accountability for that and I'm sorry Mm-hmm. You know, and, and immediately the response is, oh, that's okay. You know, that person's going to feel better because you're not, you know, you're taking accountability and responsibility. It's the same thing when you die, mm. you know. So no one's banning you from heaven. The only person that can do that is yourself. Mm. So we make choices in life, but we also make choices in death. Mm. And I, I mean, no disrespect for any religion, but do mm-hmm. you think that religion is like no point to it (laughs) you know what I mean yeah I yeah I mean I I I can't tell the joke on the podcast but I did hear a joke floating around when Hugh Hefner died um that uh yeah was talking about a specific religion that involved women and I Mm -hmm. thought it was funny but the best way I can put it without disrespecting anyone is that Mm. um we can't label you know I can't say we're all going to get to heaven and you poor Jews and you poor Muslims and you poor Buddhists have no idea because everybody over there is a Catholic. Mm. You, that That's impossible to say that and that shouldn't be said and mm. it shouldn't be taught that way. Heaven is a place of love, mm-hmm. pure and utter love. It doesn't ban women from having freedom of speech. It, it doesn't... Um, you know, uh, say that only men can stand up and preach. Um, it, you know, it, 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 it doesn't define anybody. Mm. Okay, it's an open door and it's just pure 100% unconditional love. And people get that mixed up. People actually say to me, what does unconditional love mean? And it surprises me mm. that they don't get that. It means that no matter what you do, I will always love you Mm. and I will forgive you. So I often say, well, go and ask a mother what unconditional love is. Mm. You know what I mean? Or go and ask a child who has a mother who hasn't got the ability to love back, but yet they still love them. That's unconditional love. Mm. Where someone can do something, but there's still forgiveness is so important because forgiveness is a gift to ourselves. Mm. So even when we pass, we have to forgive ourselves. You know, no one in this world is going to be perfect. But those who do not take accountability, Mm. they choose not to take accountability. And they still walk this earth. Trust me. They they walk this earth. And I would advise against anyone, anyone chasing a lower entity, Mm. unless you are trained in that field, okay, Um, or doing or associating yourself with what's called witchery or a Ouija board. Mm. And as far as I'm concerned, I had a lady ask me, her son committed suicide. And she, last conversation she had with him was an argument. And she felt like someone put a spell on her. And I Mm. said, yeah, yourself. She said, they don't exist. You're punishing yourself for what choice your son made. And I hope that kind of answers it in a very direct way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we watch these shows on TV. These people are trained. And, you know, some of them are made up. There's um, one or two that I follow that are not made up. They are professional 
um, not ghost hunters because spirits don't like, don't like to be called ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, so they 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 will go into places seeking out the spirit and, and trying to remove them, say from a family home. You know, so yes, they there are people out there that do that, and we also have exorcisms from the Catholic Church where a priest will have to go out and take that dark entity off mm. a person. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The De- Omen mm. and, yeah, you know, yeah, those, yeah. the exorcism. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that can, yeah, that really does happen. The, the church does have priests that will do that. Can I do it? Absolutely. Mm. There's no difference between me and a priest. We, we're both going in with love. Mm. He will go in with direction from the church. I will go in from direction from the other side. So we're mm. no different. And my opinion we are no different i'm sure in his opinion we are but in my Mm. opinion we're not yeah and do you believe that we all have like a purpose absolutely we wouldn't be here if we didn't Mm. and which leads me into i guess another thing we're going to talk about you're going to see on afterglow as well Mm. is Mm. it's, it's not just about talking to the dead it's about the the psychic side Okay, mm. where people say, I want to come and have a read and I want to know what's going to happen in my future. And I yep. go, well, don't bother. Mm. And they go, what? I go, well, don't bother. You're coming with expectations. I don't need you to come. You, you know, that's how I roll. I'm very upfront when I read for people. I have a lot of clients who will back that up, but they continue to come back because they know they're going to get the truth. Mm-hmm. So basically what I do is people will come to me and the first thing they'll do is complain. Mm-hmm. And they'll complain about, you know, um, for example, oh, I was in this horrible relationship. Why did this happen to me? Why mm-hmm. did he have an affair? And I say to them, in the future, you will sit down one day and you will thank him for having that affair because he's gonna that situation is gonna put you in a place which is better than what you're in now. Mm-hmm. And we need to look back on our past. And look at how far we've come, mm-hmm. not how far we have to go. And that makes me very cranky when people just want to know the future. Mm. You cannot possibly know the future until you accept your past mm-hmm. and, and respect it. Yes, horrible things do happen. People get bullied at mm. school. You know, I was out with my son last Sunday for Mother's Day and he spotted one of the kids that... I feel like it was a bully. And here's Jack all buffed up at the gym, you know, beard and looking really good. And and Jack was like, oh, let's just go the other way. And this dude was just standing there with, you know, uh, he was quite unfit, for mm. the want of a better word, mm. and kept staring at Jack. And I just turned around to Jack and I said, you know what? That's his karma. Mm. So take accountability. You know what mm. I'm saying? He's looking at you again, going, oh, no way I bully you. Why would I bully you? You'd probably kill me. You're, you know, you're so, because he works at the gym a lot. Mm. So, you know, it it's like, there is karma out there, people. So what you put out, okay, be very careful because it's going to come back mm. and it's going to teach you a life lesson. And if we're not here to learn, then we will cross over when our time is up. Some people come back to learn, uh, you know, might stay here for a day. Mm. They might stay for an hour. They might stay for 50 years, anywhere in between. But there's a purpose of why we're here. 
mm-hmm. okay and make you know get up in the morning and say thank you thank you god or thank you universe whatever mm-hmm. you want just say thank you for letting me take this first breath of the day because someone somewhere in the world has taken their last breath mm. make gratitude your new attitude and watch heart energy around you changes and mm. this is going to be a, a huge part of afterglow as well mm-hmm. it's teaching people mm-hmm. you know it, it's, it's teaching them about i mean i'm sure you yourself if you look back 10 years ago you're not the same person oh, then no. but you are now <laughs> no way. but those mistakes that you made you yeah. learned from them mm-hmm. or the situations that you were in you're glad they happened because you know what if it didn't happen i wouldn't be here mm-hmm. if my ex-husband didn't have an affair and we didn't split up i wouldn't be with the partner i'm with today who's amazing mm. and gives me an amazing life mm-hmm. so i have to be grateful to my ex-partner for oh i'm so glad you had an affair you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so yeah. but back then i wasn't saying that yeah you know so it's it's really we need to be more grateful mm-hmm Thank you so much for listening to another Sound Vision GC podcast, and I really hope you enjoyed. Catch you next time.
You're listening to a Sound Vision GC podcast. Mm.